Hello to our wonderful viewers and listeners. On today's inaugural episode of All About the Balls podcast, you will hear about the madness of NFL free agency, along with some potential draft day moves. Kick back, grab a cold one, and enjoy the episode. All About the Balls podcast! With Mark Davis, Chris Minard, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to the Stackhouse. It is Wednesday, April 19th. I'm your host, Mark. Joined alongside, as always, Chris and Doc. Boys, how's it going tonight? Mark, it is going absolutely amazing this evening. The Astros pulled the dub out. Very shocked from that. But I am so fucking excited to be here with you boys and get our first episode of What All About the Balls podcast. And Doc, I'm assuming you're having a rough night with the White Sox losing, huh? Yeah, I'm developing a drinking habit tonight. Uh, you know, not that I really needed one to begin with, but, you know, we're going to use this as an excuse to really just get absolutely fucking hammered tonight. Damn right. And you know what, boys? It gets me more excited that we get to start the show with baseball talk. I know it's very rare with it not being as popular as the NBA and NFL, but hey, it is. MLB is in full effect. It is the first month. The Yankees just pulled it off in extra innings against the Angels. Aaron Judge robbed Shohan Atani and had a home run himself oh. in the first inning. What a night for Aaron Judge. Man, Aaron Judge a sucks. Beast. Yeah, he that might suck, daddy. according to most people, but. He is, and like Chris said, he is Daddy Judge. I rise for him, just like you, the viewers and listeners, should every time he gets up the bat. I'll rise for the judge. It's not just MLB season, NBA players. You know, the Lakers just lost. Unfortunately, LeBron took the whoop, whoop. Fuck the Lakers, dude. Left. Fuck LeBron. Grizzlies. Fuck the Lakers. <laughs> Damn right. Fuck, fuck the Anthony Lakers, Davis. according to Doc. And fuck it, Davis. <laughs> he used to be a pal, so Chris has a little hate towards him. But... The Celtics are rolling. The Sixers are rolling. Draymond Green got suspended. What's new? He's <coughs> stopped some guy's chest into the NBA hardcourt. And the Stanley Cup's in, boys. It's going on. Boston Bruins just got blown out. The one seed President's Cup winners, they just got blown out. Doc? Can we talk about, can we talk about the anniversary real quick? Let's talk about the anniversary of love between Anthony Davis's fucking eyebrows. Can we talk about that for a minute? I mean, what is he going to do about that? That's his signature look. Yeah, that's. I know. I'm. I'm not hating it. I'm not hating it. You got to roll what you got. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah. But no, I mean, excited as always to be here. You know, super excited to talk about uh, the wonderful world of the White Sox. Uh, You know, fuck Aaron Judge. I don't know if that's just because you know he he beats up on us, but uh, you know, at least I'm not a a Cheat Strohs fan. I got that going for me. Whoa, yeah, not banging on what, the trash you know, lids. Listen, you know what? Hey, when is Trash Can Giveaway Day, by the way? I believe that will be April 22nd. It's only in three days. Just three days away. Outstanding. All right, so, boys, uh, we're going to pivot here a little bit. I know we uh, love to talk baseball and basketball. We're going to have plenty of time to talk, you know, baseball and basketball and some hockey talk. But we're going to try and recap a little bit of the free agency season. I know uh, – the draft's coming up in literally eight days from the time we're recording this. Yes, but sir. Kansas City. It's NKC. It's going to be an epic time. Uh, there's some big rumors that we're going to discuss Kansas City when we cover the free agency. But uh, first, we're just going to start with the AFC East and uh, cover the Miami Dolphins. Chris, I know this one uh, 
This one uh, you you were a big fan of the Dolphins signed defense coordinator Vic Fangio, and they traded for Jalen Ramsey to bolster that defense. Pretty big signings, I think, out of the out of the South uh, or South Beach. Yes, sir. I mean, I think Fangio is honestly a bigger move than signing Jalen Ramsey, but that's going to compliment him. Great, Fangio, amazing defense coordinator. Doc would know all about that being a Bears fan. Yes, I'm sir. Not sure that. Sure, that hurts to see him on the other side over there. Well, I mean, we exactly. knew he wasn't coming back after he left for Denver. Exactly. Uh, Doc. Doc. Uh, speaking of the Dolphins, you know, I know we're not huge fans of Tua, but he is learning, <laughs> learning how to land properly on his head, uh, learning jujitsu. You think that's going to help him? I mean, I think it'll help sustain his career. You know, I think it'll it'll give him some longevity and and learn how to stop being you know a teacup. Um, but ultimately, I mean, the, the problem does not rely solely on landing from the concussions. You know, you take Tyreek Hill's speed out of the equation, and what kind of an arm does he really have? I mean, he basically just lofts the ball up there, and Tyreek Hill can get there before anybody else on the defense. So, you know, there's still got to be the arm power and everything else that goes with it. Exactly. But uh, I agree with that. I think, too, he needs to work on his arm strength. I think he needs to just kind of improve on staying his feet. Maybe getting a line will help that. It's not taking so much hits, but... <laughs> Let's uh let's progress and go on to Buffalo. Uh, they didn't make a whole lot of big up you know upgrades and signings, but they did bring back Jordan Poirier. They did bring back Matt Milano while losing Tremaine Edmonds, and uh, that's a big piece there. They also get Demar Hamlin back. He's clear of full activity. Uh, Doc, you think that's kind of that defense now getting Demar Hamlin back and both safeties as well with Micah Hyde and Poirier? I mean, I think it's. I think overall the offseason is a little rougher than you'd like to see for them. Um, I think that they're still going to be clear front runners of that division. Um, you know, but I think uh, Tremaine Edmonds is, is going to be a huge loss for them. They're going to feel that they're going to feel in the in the secondary there. Exactly, and uh, Chris, do you think Matt Milano staying there at least that helps the, the, the linebacker core definitely? Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I mean they they can definitely look in house to upgrade from losing Tremont Edwards. I mean, they also got those draft picks. I'm looking at the inside linebacker from Iowa, Jack Campbell. I mean, that man just, he's built just like Edmund, so he can definitely fit well with the Bills' defense. Definitely and Iowa agree. definitely Iowa. build some corn-fed boys. Yeah, so just about to say that, Doc. Iowa definitely does produce some good defense and some good O-linemen with some tight ends as well. But uh, I think the biggest team that probably has the most interesting offseason is the New York Jets. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Said on the Pat McAfee show that he wants to be a New York football Jet. Uh, that's pretty huge. That think that helps the leverage tilt towards the Jets. Doc, I know you don't think that would be a Super Bowl contender, but how much of an upgrade from Zach Wilson and Mike White do you think that really is? Is that at least a playoff contender or what? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, my two-year-old daughter is an upgrade from Zach Wilson. If I can be, if I can be completely honest with you, um, I think it definitely makes them competitive and, and makes them a team that can you know make a playoff push or at least a push to the playoffs but I don't think it, I don't think Aaron Rodgers and himself it takes his team deep yeah I, I know myself and uh, Chris we feel a little differently <laughs> with that we think that with signing Al Lazard and Nicole Hardman and getting Brees Hall back the stud rookie last year uh, Chris you would say that's a pretty big pretty big upbringing for everyone to come back for the and get Rodgers possibly yeah, I mean, I completely think that getting a Rod would definitely push them far into the into the playoffs. Um, Alan Lazard, I don't know how I feel about that. That was a big contract, four year, forty four million. 
coming off his career <clears throat> high of 788 yards and six touchdowns. I mean, but having that amazing offense, like you said, with Brees Hall, it's going to be a pretty good push in the playoffs. Exactly, and I think day one and day two of the draft will be an interesting time for that to see if that trade gets through with the Jets having back-to-back second-round picks. But uh, let's pivot on to the New England Patriots. I know we've uh, talked off-air about this, but Mac Jones being potentially shopped. I don't think it's going to happen, but, uh, Doc, getting Mac Jones possibly shopped, that might mess with his head. But signing Juju to replace Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar, you think that's going to help Mac Jones a little bit in that department? Uh, I think bringing Juju in is a huge, huge step in the right direction for them. Not that he is a premier talent like he was earlier in his years in Pittsburgh, um, but I think that it does fill a hole that was that was created with that loss. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't think Mac Jones is the problem. Uh, I think the play calling, the offensive scheme, which is is funny to me because it should be the same scheme. Mac Jones should have been like a plug-and-play kind of a player uh, from the Tom Brady days. So it's kind of interesting to see the struggles that are going on there. But I think the ceiling is still high for Mac. I don't think he's a problem, and, and they've got to they've got to buck up and, and give this guy a chance and take the training wheels off. I completely agree with that, Doc. And, uh, I know the Patriots didn't do much in the offseason, but let's move on to the AFC North. I think the more interesting division and starting with the Baltimore Ravens, you know, Lamar Jackson got tagged, uh, and he came out and said he doesn't want to play for that tag, even though they signed Odell Beckham Jr. and Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Chris, do you think that's a big loss if uh, Lamar Jackson moves on? What do you think he should do? So, I mean, I think I think it's going to be a huge loss for the Ravens if Lamar moves on. He just he hasn't had any weapons there. Baltimore receivers dropped. And he's finally got them. Per- yeah, I mean, Baltimore receivers dropped 3.9% of passes since 2019. I mean, signing OBJ, he's definitely a little old, hasn't played since tearing his ACL 14 <laughs> months ago, and hasn't pers- hasn't su- surpassed 600 yards since 2019. So, I mean, yeah, are you he really definitely getting somebody to- there? Yeah, I agree. He also tore his ACL the year before uh, with the Cleveland Browns, and then obviously he got traded to the Rams and, like I said, tore it in the Super Bowl as well. It was looking good, but also was looking good with Cooper Cup as the number one receiver. He is now the number one, so let's see how that pays out. And Doc, I know uh, losing Marcus Peters is huge on the secondary, which looks like they're going to draft corner potentially in the first round. They also lost a stud offensive guard in Ben Powers. Uh, pretty big loss for Lamar on that side and on the defensive side too. Yeah, I mean, it's a loss for him, but, I mean, the focus, obviously, is the Lamar deal. Um, that's going to be the headliner of the offseason for him. And, honestly, I mean, I'm not saying that Lamar is a shit quarterback. Um, I don't mean it in that sense, but at the end of the day, I mean, you got to be realistic. I mean, this is a guy coming out demanding way too much guaranteed money. I mean, you're, you're not Patrick Mahomes, no matter how bad you want to be. The injuries, uh, the lack of play, the lack of – what seems like lack of commitment to the team has been an issue. Um, so I just I don't know how you can come out and expect that kind of money. And the fact that you want to request a trade, and quite frankly, I don't think there's a team in the league that gives him the money that he's looking for. Agreed. Exactly. And speak, speaking of contract extensions and quarterback stock, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, they're going to be due probably next offseason. I think Joe Burrow is now going into his fourth uh, season. So he's definitely going to be getting that contract extension very soon. Uh, from the Cincinnati Bengals. How, you think he's going to be the highest-paid quarterback? You think he's going to get the fully guaranteed that Lamar was asking for? 
No, I don't think he's going to come anywhere near uh, Lamar. Or I'm not even going to say Lamar money because it's not even Lamar money. But Patrick Mahomes money, I don't think he's going to come near an offer sheet like Lamar or, uh, Lamar is looking for. Um, I think that Burrow has been very blessed with having solid uh, receiving weapons on his team. Um, I don't think that he would be garbage if they went away. Um, but you know, there was obviously some slow starts like last year after after coming off that uh, you know that postseason run. Uh, there were definitely, you know, some questions and concerns in last year's start to his season. So I think getting off to a fast start this season is going to go a long way in that in that contract and how they how they structure. I agree. Shout out to Luke, Joe Slant. He needs to get to a hot start. Uh, Chris, I know that you love to mention this when we talk, uh, just me and you in the chats. Jesse Bates and Von Bell, dude, going NFC South. That's a big loss for that defense. <clears throat> Hey, that's a huge loss for that defense right there with that secondary. Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell have been locking it down in the secondary for a little bit now. So that's a big loss for the Bengals to hopefully try to fill in this draft coming up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I do think on a little side note that the signing Orlando Brown, the left tackle from the Kansas City Chiefs, huge, huge uh, signing for Joe Burrow. He's been hit pretty Pretty rough the last two years, one of the hit, most hit quarterbacks in the league, so I think it's a big signing. Uh, next, the other Ohio team, the OH team, uh, Cleveland Browns, they didn't have a huge offseason. Uh, they did sign Dalvin Tomlinson, a defensive tackle, and a safety for, uh, from Kansas City, Juan Thornhill. I think solid signings, but I think the bigger story, honestly, with Cleveland is this is the first full year of Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Chris, you know, he's almost a Saint. He was almost a Falcon. You think now with a full full year in Cleveland you think that's going to make them a better team yeah so look I mean he he never played football for what a couple years since stepping on the field with the Browns late in the season you could definitely see he had some rust on him so I think getting that full offseason work and then getting into the off the preseason everything that's definitely going to benefit him with his connections with the receivers and everything yeah, I definitely agree, Doc. You think Deshaun can maybe put Cleveland in the playoffs? I know they've made it a couple of years ago with Baker, but now this is Deshaun. It's a better better option than Baker. <clears throat> yeah, um, definitely a better option, and I was a huge fan of Baker. I wanted to succeed so much. Um, he just, Baker just tried to do too much on his own, but I think Deshaun is definitely a step up having that full year under, um, starting out fresh kind of, you know, last year was coming in kind of late and kind of under pressure and things like that. This year starting fresh is, is going to kind of take a lot of that off his shoulders and just come back out and play the natural football that you know how to play. Um, I don't know quite yet if I'm ready to say that, that he elevates them to the playoffs. I think that, uh, you know, the Browns have always. The Browns are kind of like Chicago. They always find a way to screw things up. Um, internally, you know, they've had some issues there uh, between injuries, guys doing dumb stuff. Um, but you know, it's really the Browns need to come together as a whole, well-rounded team, and that's kind of where the issue's been with them is that they've they've excelled in some areas, faltered in others, and things like that. So you know, seeing this team come together as a whole and and become a team. Uh, we'll we'll kind of we'll speak volumes for that. Definitely agree with that. I think that'll be interesting to see Deshaun uh, finally playing football and put the distractions behind him because definitely had a lot of that. Uh, but going to a team now, the last team they've seen North, the team that we're used to, well, we used to see winning a lot. The Pittsburgh Steelers <coughs> still haven't had a losing record under Mike Tomlin. They did lose a lot in their secondary. They lost a couple corners and a safety. The other Edmonds brother, Trell Edmonds, they did acquire Patrick Peterson. They did a. Uh, 
acquire a guard out of the Eagles, Isaac Samalo, and we just traded for Allen Robinson. Chris, do you think a Pittsburgh and the great coach Mike Tomlin can help Kenny Pickett get this team back in the playoffs? That I know, I know Pittsburgh's been wanting to get back. You think this could be possible? I mean, I definitely think that they could. Maybe it's tough because they're in that. How we discussed. <clears throat> just offline how tough the AFC is looking. But I definitely think Mike could get Pickett going. He just needs to support him with some offensive weapons. And hopefully that Allen Robinson yeah. trade, I mean, we didn't really get to see him flourish on the Rams like we wanted to, but hopefully he can pop off. Yeah, I definitely think with George Pickens, maybe prime, maybe not actually prime Allen Robinson, but at least a better shell of himself than what he showed last year. And then, they do have Deontay Johnson. I think it's a pretty good receiver core if uh, Allen Robinson can get back to his old ways like he was in Chicago. But uh, Pittsburgh, like I said, was really quiet. So we're just going to move on and uh, I think progress to a team in the AFC South that had a huge offseason with signings and got a new coach, D'Amico Ryans. They had the second pick. They had the 12th pick, the Houston Texans. There's rumors are if Bryce Young is picked number one, Houston either trades down or they don't draft quarterback. Doc, you think that would be foolish if C.J. Stroud is there? not to pick a quarterback? Uh, I think it's absolutely foolish not to pick a quarterback. You've got to do something to start building this team up. When you've got an opportunity with the second pick, I think you've got to go quarterback, at least at least give it a shot. Um, because ultimately, I mean, unless you've got a stud defenseman like, you know, Will Anderson maybe, you know, you're not really making the upgrade with the weapons that you have to really make him excel. Um I think that C.J. Stroud does not go number one. I mean, we'll talk more about that later in a later episode. But um, I, th- I see C.J. Stroud going to the Texans. Sounds good. And speaking of weapons, I know they traded Brandon Cooks, and I know that you saw about to get weapons. You know, they have that 12th pick, so maybe they can go QB receiver. But, Chris, they did sign Robert Woods, a little <laughs> older. They signed Dalton Schultz. They signed Noah Brown, former Cowboys. They did upgrade the line with Shaq Mason, and they re-signed Tunsil. I think Houston is putting themselves in a good spot. Don't you, wouldn't you say with D'Amico Ryan's now coming there too? Yeah, I mean, they definitely they definitely beefed up their line and added some of those offensive weapons. I think they still go quarterback, wide receiver, though, try to get that young flair. They're definitely in the position to draft best available player coming up. Those yeah, offensive weapons that. that they've brought in between, you know, like you said, Robert Woods, Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz. I mean, to not take a quarterback with the amount that you've put in to the weapons for the quarterback would be absolutely just, just crazy. No, I completely agree. They, I, I don't think that Stroud – I mean, we'll, so we'll talk about this later. I think it's going to be a Stroud Young, so I think they're going to get the QB they want. But that we'll, we'll talk about that later in the, the preview of the draft. Another, I said, the AFC South minus the, the Jaguars, I think, are interesting off-seasons. So, that, speaking of that, the Indianapolis Colts, they released Matt Ryan. They Obviously, they keep going for these aging QBs, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz. They finally released him. They got Garden Minshew. They have Sam Elliger. They have a third guy. I'm not sure who it is, but they have the fourth draft pick. They have Shane Steichen, you know, the uh, offensive coordinator from the Eagles, who kind of put Jalen Hurts over that hill. He kind of progressed Jalen uh Jalen Hurts to be who he is. Do you think that they may trade up number three if, if Houston passes or even if Houston gets a quarterback? Do you think they trade with Arizona or maybe that QB falls to them, Doc? Uh, QB's definitely falling to them. I mean, it, trading with Arizona for a quarterback, 
who doesn't need one is takes me back to the Mitch Trubisky days of the of the Bears selling the house to move up one spot of the 49ers who were not drafting a quarterback. Like the Bears got absolutely fleeced. Prime Ryan Pace move for the Chicago Bears trading an extra for you know the next year's first round pick uh, to move up one spot in the draft. Uh, honestly, no the the. The Cardinals, with what they've invested into Kyler Murray, they are not taking a quarterback. Whoever you know is going to fall to the Colts at number four, unless you're swapping with Houston or Carolina. Carolina's not swapping with what they gave up to move to where they are, and they need a quarterback desperately. Um, yeah, Colts, Colts are going to have plenty of options at, at quarterback at number four. Yeah, it sounds like Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. And then there's rumors that Hooker from Tennessee could be a surprise top ten pick. Like I said, Will. We'll jump into that later on in the preview of the draft. Chris, speaking with the Colts, since they're an interesting team, traded Gilmore away to the Cowboys. Dude, they're a complete mess, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, honestly, ever since the day Andrew Luck retired during the preseason, the Colts have just been a complete mess. Speaking of that, last week, uh, last week of the preseason that year, too. Kind of screwed yes. them, but, I mean, what can you do? I mean... Jacksonville is the next team on the list I have notes of. And, and I, you know, they finally made the playoffs, Duval County, won a playoff game against the Chargers. That's pretty big for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence flourished with um, with uh, uh, Dougie P, Doug Peterson. They did lose offensive ta- tackle Juwan Taylor, who kind of had a very suspect start to his career. He looked a lot better uh, last year. They lost to Kansas City. But do you think Jacksonville, uh, Chris, is still that team to beat in the AFC South or – do you think maybe Houston, with all the draft picks they have, can maybe make a run for that that AFC South spot? I mean, I think I think the Jags are definitely going to be the team to beat Houston. I mean, I think it's give them one more year, and I think they're going to excel. But just putting all those offensive weapons into one team right away and then having that rookie quarterback come in, they're going to have some growing pains for sure. Yeah, I... I agree, but so I, I'm, I'm thinking that's Jacksonville's <laughs> division to, to take. I mean, their window is pretty pretty wide open. They're a pretty young team, uh, so we'll see what they do. And the last team, Doc, of the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans. You know, they were for the for a couple of years there. They, I mean, they weren't really. I mean, they went deep. Uh, I think 2019 against uh, when they had Derrick Henry balling in the playoffs. They went to the AFC Championship, but they lost. You know, Nate Davis. They lost Taylor Wilde. They lost Ben Jones. They lost three guys in that starting O line. And they said a commit to Ryan Tannehill and potential, you know, Ryan or Derek Henry might get drafted. What's Tennessee doing? Uh, you know, Tennessee is trying to find their way. Um, I understand committing to Ryan Tannehill. I don't think that you know he's a terrible quarterback. I think uh, you know he definitely shined a lot, a lot brighter since leaving Miami. Um, but I think that you know getting the weapons, focusing on the draft to get them weapons that are not. 36-year-olds coming in, you know, in, in the offseason. Um, obviously, the the front five have a huge issue uh, in, in the losses that they've incurred. So, you know, rebuilding that offensive line and getting some weapons aside from Derrick Henry for Tannehill, I think, can make a huge difference for him. Exactly. Chris, uh, I know you said, Ryan, he said it's smart to commit to Ryan Tannehill. They did draft Malik Willis last year. Do you think Tennessee possibly could go quarterback, depending on Depends on where maybe these QBs fall a little bit. If Levis or Richardson falls, maybe get the hometown kid hooker from from Tennessee. You think it's a possibility? No, I mean I definitely think they stick with Ryan Tannehill, like they said. If Ryan kind of goes down in the middle of the season, not <laughs> injured, just 
not producing. I think they're going to try to roll with Malik at least, give him the reins. But, I mean, I think last season the Tennessee Titans just imploded. I mean, trading away trading away AJ Brown was just devastating. That man is a monster. On draft night too. Yes, that man is an absolute monster. It definitely showed if you get receivers around AJ Brown, he can stay healthy. You know, he took a beating in in Tennessee because he was probably much the only receiver there. So having Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard in that good running game they had took a lot of pressure off AJ Brown, who still produced, still was a freak and. But, hey, that's why the Tennessee GM got fired in the middle of the year after A.J. Brown put up three touchdowns. So shows that Mike Vrabel needed a new GM there. Yeah, you can't sit here and tell me that Ryan Tannehill's a bad quarterback when they're giving away his weapons for nothing. I know, I know they did draft a wide receiver last year. He he did get hurt. He missed a little bit of games in his rookie season. So we'll see what the second-year guy can do out of there. Uh, Chris, I know this one uh, puts a little sting in your heart with the, the Denver Broncos. They did trade for your your boy Sean Payton, Mr. Juicy Fruit himself, and they did bring in Mike McGlin Mike McGlinchey and Ben Powers to help Russell Wilson. I think it's pretty smart of Sean Payton to do that. What are you expecting out of your boy? Yeah, I mean, seeing the Sean Payton news, it was double edge right there. I mean, it hurt to see him leave, but hey, we got that first round pick from him, so that definitely helped the Saints. I think Sean is gonna help Russell Wilson out tremendously. I know Sean was kind of upset that he couldn't sway Nick Fangio to come back, but I definitely think that Sean is going to lead the Broncos back into playoff contention. Oh, and I definitely I definitely think that he has potential. I think Russ can definitely get a lot out of uh, Sean Payton, and Sean Payton get a lot of Russ as well, especially with getting the line. You know, you play it from the pocket. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, that's pretty much what Denver did. They, they did make some big moves there. But, Doc, Jimmy G going to the Raiders, the Raiders, replaces Derek Carr. They get Jacoby Myers. They tag Josh Jacobs. They brought him back. You think L.A., maybe the, the not L.A., but Las Vegas, you think they can maybe stay afloat with Devontae Adams and Jimmy G? I don't know. Uh, it's tough to say. Jimmy G, I mean, you look at Jimmy G with the with the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers are, are a run-first team. Uh, I mean, you, you take out Samuel, you take out, you know, the run game, and they don't make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Jimmy G is not a is a, not a playoff quarterback. Um, I don't like the Jimmy G move. I think Derek Carr is a step up from Jimmy G, uh, but I think that everything going on with Derek Carr and the expectation that was levied on him and kind of how he fell short uh, as bad as he did, especially going to the playoffs and, and the car broke down. Um, I understand why they moved on. I just I don't think Jimmy G was the right replacement for him. So I don't think they're going to see the results that they want to see. Bringing in Jacoby Myers is a huge upside, and then tagging uh, Josh Jacobs I think is is a is a great move on their part. Um, you know, get you that extra year and and hopefully you put something together as a team and build around him. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe bring, they draft. I think bring bringing Jimmy G in to replace Derek Carr is just bringing in another Derek Carr. That's yeah. If it's not a step down, it is literally Derek Carr for Derek Carr. I mean, it was the most confusing move that I one of the most confusing moves that I saw the entire off season. It just it made no sense to me. You want to the 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 issues that you had and and the the progress that you weren't seeing, and then you brought in a guy that has the same fucking issues. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know <laughs> I asked I asked Mark this off season when the Derek Carr news broke. 
I mean, how much longer are we going to see Devontae Adams in New York or in Las Vegas? He was Derek Carr was the reason Adams went to the Raiders. Yeah, they're they're best friends, and like I said, that that was a big reason he was there. So we'll have to keep an eye, I think, an eye off that next off season. But speaking of one of the reasons why the Las Vegas Raiders can't make the playoffs is the defending, reigning Super Bowl champions in Kansas City. They did lose Eric Benetemy. I I think that will be maybe start the season a little crucial just because he has a ear in Andy Reid's uh, piece, but. They did lose Juwan, or lost Orlando Brown. They got Juwan Taylor. I think that's a mistake. I think Orlando Brown's a much better blindside blocker for Mahomes. But we'll see. They did lose a lot. They lost Juju, Juan Thornhill, Andrew Riley, Wiley, and Nicole Harmon. But it's Kansas City. They have Travis Kelsey. I mean, we we expect them to still be in the playoffs, right, boys? Oh, hundred percent agreed. Exactly. With that, we don't need to really harp on the Chiefs. Uh, same thing with the Chargers. They didn't have a big off season. They uh. Worked on Keenan Allen's deal to keep him there. They're, they, well, Austin Eckler, the running back, wants to be traded. I know he's never rushed for 1,000 yards, boys, but he is a Chris McCaffrey-type running back. He's all over the place. He plays out. You know, he catches the ball a lot. It's a big loss if they lose him, especially with Justin Herbert going through a contract extension. If they lose that, that running back, that takes a lot of – well, I think that puts a lot of pressure on Herbert to perform even more, who struggles in big-time moments, it seems like. Well, he struggles in big-time moments, but, I mean, he's still young. That's all going to come with the experience and being in those situations more. Uh, I don't think that added pressure is going to affect Herbert. I think he's one of the better future quarterbacks that we have in this league. Um, but as far as, as Austin Eckler goes, I mean, you've got to pay the man. The guy, like you said, he's an all-around player. He, he's a threat from so many different angles. Um, it, it's going to be a huge loss for them to lose Eckler, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I completely agree. I definitely I agree. It's going to be hard to replace Eckler, but giving Justin that contract, they're going to have to. Justin's up there. I wouldn't say up there with Joe, but that draft class was pretty good. I mean, they're at, that franchise is going to have to surround Justin with some wide receivers, though. Allen's going to be 31 coming in this season, and he had an injury-plagued year. And Mike Williams failed to step up as that number one in his absence. So the Chargers are definitely needing some new blood in that wide receiver position. Definitely, not just wide receiver. I think tight end as well. But uh, let's move on to the NFC. That was the AFC boys. And I think uh, a much tougher conference was is the AFC. So we got the harder hard conference <laughs> out of the way. But speaking of the NFC, you know, America's finest. How about them Cowboys? Finally, we the boys! Finally, so, yeah, the- baby. Finally released Zeke Elliott. Tag Tony Pollard's coming off an injury. Big injury. They did acquire Brandon Cook, Stephon Gilmore. I think Dallas is making a move, boys, to get that NFC East title back. You know, no teams repeat in the NFC East. Chris, being the Texas boy that, you know, you're living in Texas at the moment, you yes, think sir. Dallas takes that step to be <laughs> NFC East champs again this year? I, I just don't see them taking that step with Dak leading them. I mean, getting Brandon Cooks was a big step up. They really haven't had anybody except for Lamb. Lamb accounted for 30% of the Cowboys team receptions last year. And I know Cook hasn't really had that had that presence like he did with the Saints. But I think pairing him up with Lamb is going to be good. Definitely, Doc. Uh, I know you're in the you know Philly area. You think that they could rattle Philly a little bit there in the NFC East? 
No, not even a little bit. I think uh, releasing Zeke is probably the best move they had all offseason. Um, but as far as Dak goes, I mean, if he's still playing around week six, I'll be shocked if he's not out on an injury of some kind. Um, for as good of an offensive line as the Cowboys have historically had, for a quarterback to get hurt as much and and – the guy just doesn't produce. I mean, even in his first couple of years, the memes going around about, you know, I threw a going away party, but it got intercepted. Or, you know, he came out with that new debit card that they that they featured with him. But, uh, you know, any transactions over $200 got intercepted. Uh, you know, I just, I don't think, I don't think Dak's a guy. I'm shocked that they, that they stuck with him, they paid him the money. Uh, and I think that they're feeling that between that and the Zeke deal. But, um I think Tony Pollard's the right move, and I think that that's another prime example of how you know running backs are a dime a dozen plug and play. If you've got the right weapons on the offensive line or the right play calling, any any running back can step up. There's no need to pay Zeke that kind of money, and I'm actually I'm actually glad to see him go because that kind of a deal was bad for the game uh, to be paying a running back that much. So uh, good move there on getting rid of Zeke, but Brandon Cooks. Uh, you know, kind of hard to. I I think there's still a lot of juice left in the tank. Kind of hard to really say. You know, coming from his previous season, but uh, Stephon Gilmore, great, great pickup. Um, you know, and then obviously it hurts to lose Dalton Schultz. I'm I'm excited to see Gilmore. Yeah, and like the digs with losing. Too, uh, but like you said, Doc, they do have a usually good all line. They did lose Connor McGovern to Buffalo, so we'll see how that works. Uh, and they're homegrown. The East, the New York Football Giants. Yeah, definitely. But uh, like I said, moving on to the Giants, extending Danny Dimes four-year, hundred sixty million dollar contract, tagging Saquon Barkley, who refused to sign the tag. He says, and trading for Darren Waller just for a third-round pick if Darren Waller can stay healthy. I think that definitely puts a good presence in that that position group that they have with tight end and receivers, since they definitely do need wide receivers. So if Darren Waller's healthy, boys, I think that uh, I think the Giants, if they draft the receiver <coughs> and Saquon comes back, I think the Giants are that defense as well. Not a big fan of Danny Dimes, but he led them to the playoffs. So you know there have been worse quarterbacks than won a Super Bowl. I think that the Giants are making steady moves to stay just relevant. Bad moves. But <laughs> moving on. Moving on to the NFC champs, fly Philly, fly the Eagles. Doc's favorite uh, local team in the area extended Jalen Hurts big time, highest paid quarterback, five years, two fifty five, one seventy nine million guaranteed contract. Resigned James Bradbury and Darius Slay, even though they lost T.J. Edwards and Chauncey Gardner Johnson and Marcus Epps, along with Miles Sanders. Doc, that's a pretty big loss, but I think Jalen Hurts is pretty dynamic enough to keep that team going, especially that defense. Oh, absolutely. Jalen Hurts is, is a quarterback that understands giving him that contract. Going back to the Giants, I don't understand the Daniel Jones deal. I just don't get it. You wanna you wanna throw that kind of money at Daniel Jones and then you're gonna tell Saquon, but yeah, we're gonna hit you with the we're gonna hit you with the franchise tag. It just didn't make sense to me. But right on par for the Eagles. I mean, great move bringing back Jalen Hurts. Uh Bradbury, Slay, outstanding moves for the defense. Um T.J. Edwards, obviously, great pickup for the Bears, so I'm not complaining about that. Um, you know, Marcus Epps and Miles Sanders, those are going to be tough as well. But, again, running backs, you know, you'll, you'll find a replacement. Yeah, that time, time a dozen. And, Chris, you know, your boy C.J., C.J., whatever you want to – I can't pronounce that guy's name right with his abbreviations. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, we'll just stick with his name, his government name. It's a pretty big move to get to Detroit. I know we'll talk about them in a minute, but pretty big loss for Philly. 
I think, with that uh, nickel position. Yeah, I mean, I hated to see him leave New Orleans, but I understand he wanted to chase that money. He wanted to get paid more than what we used him for. He is an absolute animal in that nickel position and probably even a better trash talker if you ask Tampa a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, definitely a great trash talker. Yeah, he's a, the New Orleans Saints are good shit talkers. Uh, same with their fans, to be honest. But, hey, moving on. Oh, led guy, by Lattimore. The commanders. Eric, Eric Benetemi, offensive coordinator, wanted to prove that it's not just Andy Reid. <clears throat> comes with Ron Rivera. You know, they're in a quarterback situation. Is it Sam, they said it's Sam Howell. Do they maybe trade up for Will Levis or Anthony Richardson or the A-draft hooker? They did bring back Darren Payne with the sign of, signing of Andrew Wiley who helped that O-line. And maybe maybe quarterback Jacoby Brissett, he backed them up, or he's the backup officially right now. Chris, do you think bringing Eric Benetemi is going to be a bold move and a pretty big move for the yeah, I mean, he wanted to step away from that Andy Reid Chiefs offense and prove to himself, and I think this is a big move by him. If he can works for Nagy, yeah, I mean, if he can show that it's more than just Patrick Mahomes doing that offense, then look at look out for him to being a head coach soon. I definitely would keep an eye out on the Commanders trading up for a quarterback. Definitely, and I think that with the new owner group, the Josh Harris group that's featured Magic Johnson, Doc, that's definitely something that's going to be interesting because now you have a new owner group. They're going to want the quarterback of the, their quarterback of the franchise so they can maybe build a new stadium. So you think they maybe will go QB like we're saying? Well, I mean, the new owner group is all dependent on whether or not they're willing to spend money. I mean, we've seen owners come into to various teams in, in all sports and just not be willing to spend that kind of money. But, uh, you know, we talked earlier about – uh, you know, do the Colts, was it, do they trade up to three with Arizona to get that quarterback? Absolutely not. Do the commanders trade up to number three to get that quarterback? 100%. I think that's the move. You want to talk about making a jump, making a splash, and getting ahead of the competition? Washington jumping up to that number three pick to get that quarterback that they desperately need after the failed experiment with Carson Wentz. I mean, just the failed experiments over the last several years. I think making that move, jumping up to number three, is, is it's it's a no-brainer. It's not even something you think about. I think that'd be the, definitely the highlight of the draft night of one draft night one at least. If Commanders move number three, that'd be the talk of the show. Uh, but let's move on to I think an interesting division now. Uh, we'll get to maybe why, but starting with Chicago Bears and the NFC North. Duh, Bears first pick the Carolina Doc and traded away that first pick to the Carolina. Got DJ Moore and a slow a slew of picks. You know they finally were on the winning side of a trade. It seemed like got two. Isn't that fantastic from this year? Oh, yeah, big signings with Nate Davis, T.J. Edwards. This floor is all yours for this team only. Doc, you got out a minute, man. How do you feel? Oh, I feel I, I'm on cloud nine. I mean, this is absolutely incredible to finally feel like we didn't get fleeced in a trade. The Ryan Pace days are gone. We're trying to rebuild off of those terrible, terrible GM years. Uh, the awful moves made going back to the Mitch Trubisky deal. Um, but trading away that first-round pick I think was a great move. We dropped a little further than I would have liked, but we did secure a first round for next year to really get deep into this rebuild stage. Uh, Ryan Poles has come out, and, and he's made it very public that he is moving on from the Ryan Pace era, moving on from players, moving on from schemes, everything else. Um, so really finally breaking down completely, getting into that rebuild phase, getting a wide receiver, finally a first, you know, a, a wide receiver one caliber player 
to match with Justin Fields. This is going to be the do-or-die year for Justin Fields. If he can't make it happen this year, there is no excuse for him any year, anymore. The, the Bears have weapons. Uh, Cole Komet emerged tremendously last year at the tight end position. A guy that really wasn't even considered uh, for receiving targets, stepped up and, and had a breakout year last year, uh, You know, and then picking up second-round picks as well for this year and next year. Just an incredible move. I'm thrilled by it. I would have liked to see us go down to like four – first and then drop to Carolina to pick up a couple extra picks, but you know what? I, I can't complain about this. This is 100% the way to go. Um, Definitely sound excited, Doc. I love to hear I love to hear the time <clears throat> in your voice. I know you guys did lose David Montgomery, so that's the one loss that I think that hurts, but hey, Bears are looking good. Don't. The Detroit Lions, speaking of David Montgomery, the Detroit Lions signed David Montgomery, signed Emmanuel Mosey, Cameron <laughs> Sutton, your boy Chauncey Guard-Johnson. They do lose a little bit, you know, Jamal Williams, DJ Chark, but I think the Detroit Lions are steadily making moves. Jared Goff showed that he could play the Dan Campbell offense. Detroit's looking impressive. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you right now, Dan Campbell himself told me to run through a fucking wall, I would. I don't know. Oh, if yeah, I would watch. definitely run through a wall. I'd run through your wall. I'd run through the neighbor's wall. I'd run through any wall if Dan Campbell said that. Yeah, I don't know if y'all watch Hard Knocks this last season, but that man can fucking motivate. But, I mean, I think their offseason moves are definitely going to put them in position to compete. I think losing Jamal Williams was a big L right there. DJ Chark, I mean, third, fourth wide receiver right there, so not a big loss on that. But I think the Lions put themselves in a position to compete this year. Didn't he have injury issues last year yeah. too, Chark? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's he had did, but I, I, his whole career. He did, yeah. I don't, but I don't think the Jamal Williams move is that, that big because they got Dave Montgomery to pair with Swift. But uh, let's move on to the reason why the NFC North is going to be interesting. Finally, Aaron Rodgers wants out. Finally, the Green Bay Packers is going to go hopefully through a quarterback struggle from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers now to Jordan Love. So I think it's going to be a difference. They lost a lot of their weapons. They lost some D linemen. Uh, the Packers seem like they're a little lost unless they know something that we don't know with Jordan Love, Doc. What do you think? I think Jordan Love is is the way forward for the Packers. I think it's kind of the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre situation where he kind of needed to move on um, from the old quarterback and, and bring the young guy in to take the reins. I think Jordan Love is ready. I think he's been sitting behind one of the best quarterbacks that the NFL has seen a lot, you know, in recent years. Um, you know, and you're just kind of handcuffing him at this point. So I think it's time to move on from Rodgers. Get what you can for him. Uh, personally, I think you know we talk about great quarterbacks. If Rodgers still had all the juice left and talking about, you know, the Jets being a Super Bowl contender, uh, Rodgers would, would be able to to catapult Green Bay and continue to move forward. But he hasn't not had weapons in Green Bay to justify the poor play that they've had. So I think that Aaron Rodgers is done. It's time to move on. Yeah, and like you said, George Love did look good when he came in and relieved Aaron Rodgers against the Eagles last year. Uh, but, Chris, the Minnesota Vikings, they uh, played with a lot of lady luck last year. They did win all those one-score games. They did find themselves in the playoffs, but the defense was already bad last year. They lost a lot of players on defense. They lost Adam Thielen. Is Minnesota's time with luck finally done? Or is that you know that, that one-score miracles they had last year, is it finally over for them? Yeah, I think the Vikings are in for a rude season this year. They definitely lost a lot of key pieces in the defense, like you said. Didn't really replace anything. They got Marcus Davenport from the Saints. And, I mean, coming from a Saints fan, man just doesn't produce. Um, and doesn't stay healthy and then as Stalvin, well. But... Yeah, cannot stay healthy. 
healthy. And this Dalvin Cook news, I mean, potential roster cut, what's going to happen there? Yeah, we'll see. That will definitely be a training camp during like the preseason time when roster cuts are going on. Uh, but, hey, NFC South time. I'm going to kind of touch this one up, the Atlanta Falcons. That's my team. We let go Marcus Mariota. We got Taylor Heineke from the uh, the Commanders. We did sign Khalil Campbell and Jesse Bates. I love the Jesse Bates uh, signing. I think we're making moves on defense. Uh, that's a big move. I think that Arthur Smith now bringing jo- Joni Smith back in his system. You know, he used to love the two item system in Tennessee. Pair up with Kyle Pitts. Hopefully, the man can stay healthy. But signing the best guard in football, Chris Lindstrom. I love it. Solid move. Bringing back Caleb McGarry. Love it. Both of them were in the same draft class. So, excited to see what Atlanta's going to become. We were two, seven, two 7-10 seasons the last back-to-back years. Hopefully, Desmond Ritter and the number change, number nine now. Hopefully, that works out. We are rumored to draft a quarterback. But, hey, you know, uh, Carolina, you, you've been talking about it. You love the Von Bell signing. They did sign a lot of players with Miles Sanders and Hayden Hurst, Adam Thielen. Got rid of D.J. Moore. They're obviously going to draft a quarterback, Bryce Young and T.J. Stroud. We'll talk about that in the next episode, but you loving the Frank Wright signing, all this, like Carolina looking good for the future? Absolutely not. Uh, I, I don't like the Frank Wright signing. I think uh, I don't think Indianapolis was a phenomenally built team by any means, uh, but he's definitely not coming to an upgrade in Carolina. If he couldn't make any magic happen there, he's not going to do it here. Uh, losing DJ Moore is tough. Uh, but the reality is when you don't have a quarterback that can throw the guy, you're wasting talent. You know what I'm saying? I think getting rid of him as a, as a trade piece for that first-round pick or that first overall pick is, is going to do wonders to get that quarterback that they want. Miles um, Sanders, I think, is a great pickup. Andy Dalton, I mean, as a Bears fan, I can tell you that's a joke. Uh, you know, and then Adam Thielen, it's, Adam Thielen's had, had, had some downtime, uh, some downplay. In, in recent times, but, you know, it's kind of hard to step up and excel when you're always going to be in the shadows of Jefferson. But I like Hayden Hurst, and I like Von Bell. Exactly. And, Chris, I know you didn't want to talk on that. You maybe got a little gun-shy. But, hey, the New Orleans Saints, that's your team. Derek Carr, four years, $150 million, $60 million guaranteed. You did sign your boy Jamal Williams, which you love it. But you did lose some receivers. You know, not a big Davenport fan, so who cares? Thinking the Saints are going to take the NFC South this year? I mean, I think the South is going to be like last year. We're all going to compete. Do I love or do I hate the Derek Carr signing? Let's find out midseason. More to come. I mean, yeah, more, more, more to, to come, come with that we'll, one. We'll touch on that October. Step up from Jameis. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely Jameis. a step Actually, up from I don't think it is. Actually, I don't think it is. No, I mean, I believe it's a step up from Jameis. Definitely a step up from Andy Dalton. Dennis Allen has a lot to prove this year. Him and Derek Carr have that connection with being a head coach with the Raiders when they got drafted. Love the Jamal Williams signing. Man's coming off a 1,000-yard rushing year. Losing Marcus Callaway wasn't affected by that. Man failed to step up at that number one position when Olave and Thomas were down. Jarvis Landry, as an LSU boy, hate to see that. Ho- hopefully we can re-sign him. <clears throat> Yeah, and that's a possibility of him being a hometown boy. But, hey, a team that we're excited to see suck again, the the Buccaneers. They Tom Brady retired for the second the time sucking, in two years. Yes. I know the first one wasn't official, but Tom's gone. Baker's in. They got Kyle Trask. We don't know what's going to be there. You know, they signed David. Well, Dante Fuck David, the Bucs. Devin White wants out. But, boys, I think we can all agree the Bucks are in trouble. You know, they lost their whole damn O-line, it seems like. 
and Baker replaces Brady. I just don't just don't think it's going to be it for Tampa for this year. Yeah, the Bucks are a shit show right now. Front office, on the team, everything. We can just skip the Bucks. Yeah, we can skip them. Let's move on to a team that's going to be pretty shit this year as well, Arizona Cardinals. They did bring in Jonathan Gannon. Somehow he got a head coaching job in Arizona, even though his defense got shredded in the Super Bowl with the Eagles. But Kyler Murray's out at least a half the season. The owner's hoping he can get back in October, November time frame. But I think by that time, the season's already over. Just let him heal for a year. DeAndre Hopkins wants out. That's going to be a potential draft day trade, either the first or second round, potentially third. But Arizona's the same thing. They're a mess. Do we really need to cover them, guys? No, Dave, honestly, no. The, the Arizona Cardinals over the last couple of seasons have just gotten worse and worse and worse. If they couldn't do anything last year, they ain't doing anything this year. Kyler Murray or not, this team is not a playoff team. Unless my boy Colt McCoy, Hook'em Horns, can lead him to the damn playoffs. Let's go, Colt. I got, I got, uh, I got a little bit of a luck in you know, or belief in you. But, hey, that's just hometown kid thinking that. Well, how much have you had a drink shit tonight? Team, the Los Angeles Rams traded away Jalen Ramsey, got rid of Allen Robinson. Cooper Cup's coming back from injury. Stafford's coming back from injury with the elbow injury. Let's see how that works. They did lose a lot on the defense. Bobby Wagner, Taylor Rapp, Nick Scott, Leonard Floyd. I just don't think the Rams are going to get back to that Super Bowl caliber team they once had, guys. And just unfortunate, you know, Sean McVay's a good coach, but they don't have anything there. Talk about an immediate hard fall from grace. Yeah, I think yeah. that was a big, big downfall after winning the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, immediately. Yeah, oh yeah, next season Cooper Cup got hurt. Unfortunate. Love to see the guy play. Stafford, I was happy he finally got a ring after the shit time he had in Detroit, but elbow fell apart and maybe the elbow never recovers. But they say he's going to be the starting quarterback this year. I just don't think that's it, Chris. No, the Rams took a dump. They're at rock bottom, and I think they're going to be staying there for a little bit longer. Exactly. Now to the, the, the top team, two teams in NFC West. We'll start with the reigning champs in that division, the San Francisco 49ers. They did lose Jimmy G, but who cares? They have Trey Lance and they have uh, Brock Purdy, but Trey Lance is supposed to be on the trade market. seems like some teams are acquiring about him. Minnesota just did actually call <laughs> for maybe looking at Trey Lance. Big signing with Jordan – or just, sorry, Javon Hargrave from the Eagles. Big, big, big signing. And Sam Darnold. I know we're not huge fans of him, but hell – Kyle Shanahan makes any quarterback look good, and maybe he'll get that chance when one of his QBs get hurt. What'd you say, uh, Chris? I mean, I'd put my money on it right now. The Niners are going to be winning the South or winning the NFC for sure. Doc, you think the 49ers are going to keep that firepower alive with maybe uh, Brock Purdy doesn't know if he's going to start this year. He doesn't know if he's going to be healthy, but see the Trey Lance or Brock Purdy. You think one of them two guys can, like you said, take him to the NFC Championship and win it? Uh, if I gotta pick one, I think it's gonna be, <clears throat> I think it's gonna be Jalen Hurts, uh, or not Jalen Hurts, excuse me, uh, Trey Lance. Uh, Trey Lance just really, he didn't have a chance. I mean, he got hurt way too early last year. Never got a chance to show what he was capable of. Um, losing Jimmy G, we've talked about that. No loss there. I mean, actually, that's honestly an upgrade. Um, and Sam Darnold. I mean, Andy Reid couldn't make Sam Darnold look anything like Mitch Trubisky, okay? So I don't think that's an upgrade in any means, but, yeah, the Hargrave deal is huge. Um, Jimmy Ward I is is a loss, I think. Um, I don't know. If I'm moving – honestly, if I'm moving a quarterback, it's going to be Sam Donald. I'm holding on to Trey Lance. I'm holding on to Brock Purdy. Uh, I think it's going to be a toss-up this year. you got to kind of work through camp and see who's going to start. But I, my money right now, I like Trey Lance. Exactly. I like I, I, I'm Purdy. Kinda, 
Yeah, our boy Luke likes big cock Brock, but uh, I think the Trey Lance thing is interesting just because Purdy did play hard last year. We'll have to see how that uh, how that beginner's uh, luck. His arm looks after. Yeah, beginner's luck, but hey, we'll see because if Trey Lance they get a good deal offer for him, why not take it? And to a team that hey, we didn't think was going to be good last year, we thought they were going to be a horrible team. The Seattle Seahawks they did trade Russell last last year. We thought they were going to be the number one draft pick this year, but hey, Geno balled out. He says. He doesn't uh, what is it? He doesn't write checks back, or he doesn't. I don't know what he said, but he said some stupid shit. Doesn't doesn't answer those calls. But big deal for him. They brought back Bobby Wagner, huge. They brought back Jaron Reed. They lost some running backs, but hey, they have a good they have a good second year running back back. So it doesn't really matter. I think Seattle's going to be a competitive team. Don't know if they're going to playoffs, but very competitive there, Doc, in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I like the Seahawks. Um... It's hard to give Geno Smith that much credit with the receiving core that he's got. I mean, arguably, if not the top duo, a top three duo in the entire NFL at the receiving core. I like the move bringing him back. $75 million over three years is not painful to the organization. It's not painful to the payroll. Um, I like the move. I think Jimmy G put up great numbers last year. I had him on fantasy. Absolutely killed it for me. Game-changing player. Um, I like the move. I think the Seahawks, if there's a team to give a run, I think the Seahawks stand a chance. It's just going to be a question with the defense. Uh, that, that's where my biggest question mark is. And they yeah, did, the mean, defense did look they... a little good last year with Tariq Woodley, maybe going to draft a corner of number five pick. Like I said, we're going to talk about all that in the next episode. Chris, Seattle going to make a move or a run for it? I mean, they wrote Geno off, and he didn't write back. I think Geno's the man in that's the thing, Seattle. Yeah. No, I like him. I like him in Seattle. I didn't mean to make it sound like I did. I'm just saying with that one-two punch, it's hard to say Gino's a top-tier quarterback. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't but think I think he's a good fit that, in there. I think, yeah, I don't think we're saying he's top-tier, but he definitely proved that with the right talent, unlike the Jets that gave him back when he played for New York. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, so definitely <laughs> yeah, no. show that he, the right system with Pete Carroll. He definitely kept Pete Carroll's job. Definitely made the Russell Wilson trade look good. And, boys, that's that's all 32 teams and, you know, just a part of their free agency, uh, all the coach that, you know, we've mentioned all the coach signings. Some interesting pieces, you know, the draft is literally eight days away from the time we're recording this video, and I think that's going to be the next episode. We're going to kind of do our little mock drafts, do a little homework, and I think we can cover 31 teams, don't you think, boys? Oh, yeah. I do. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you all have with the draft, with the trades happening. And I mean, I – cannot wait to get back into some NFL action. Definitely. You heard it here first. Listen, you heard it here first. Ryan Pace is coming back for a celebrity trade on draft day. We are trading back up to number one. We're giving up four first-round picks over the next three years. We're giving up all of our seconds, and we're giving up Justin Fields. We're giving up uh, anybody worth a damn on this team is going to Carolina. If Kevin Costner could do it in draft day as the Cleveland Browns, I think the Carolina Panthers can do it as well if they really wanted to. But, hey, I think great episode, boys. Good to hear football talk, like Chris said. The XFL is not doing it. We do love MLB. We do love the NBA and NHL. But it's just not football. You know, it's it's not it's not the sport that we love watching as much. I am going to be getting entertained from the hockey playoffs. I think one of the most exciting playoff uh tournaments at least every year is is the little Stanley Cup but hey that does it for episode officially episode one of all about the ball podcast covered NFL free agency had a little baseball talk to start the show and in, in, in NBA as well 
Uh, I'm Mark Davis. That's Chris. That is Nick. This is all the podcast. Thanks for joining us in the stack house. Deuces! Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.